Valerie Ritland, who is from Moorhead, Minnesota. And uh, Valerie has uh, a couple of sons who are in the military. And on this 4th of July weekend, this is a good time to recognize our military and keep them in our prayers. Well, we keep them in our prayers all the time, but in a special way over a, a patriotic weekend like this one. So, Valerie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, and especially at this particular time when it's a good time to stop and think about those who serve us. Right. And, uh, well, why don't you tell us about yourself? Just give us a little bit of the background before we launch into the, the, uh, the substance of your, you know, what you're here for. Thank you. I grew up in northern Minnesota. I was a farm girl, and that was a beautiful um, place to grow up and to learn a good work ethic. And I came from a large family. Uh, I was one of the first women in my family to venture into a college um, arena. I came down here to Moorhead State University and went into special education. I was a special ed teacher for a number of years and also worked for Head Start a number of years, 20 years. I was a principal at St. Joe's uh, School in Moorhead, one of my favorite jobs for sure. And I'm currently a professor at Minnesota State University. I teach um, future teachers who are going into special education or elementary education. But my favorite job has always been just being a mother to my three children, Trevor, Brad, and Tracy. I always felt that guiding them in their faith was my most important job in life. And I was assisted in that job um, by my husband, Tim, who I've been married to for 42 years. Well, that's how long we've been married, too. <laughs> <laughs> I think you and Dreen have a lot in common with your education, <laughs> education background. Oh, there's Dreen. I was hoping you were going oh, to ask the next question. <laughs> <laughs> Are we ready to dive in? To yes, I think we're ready to dive okay. in. Well, as I was thinking about um, you as a guest this morning, Valerie, I thought about uh, the the day that our son left for college and, um, and the thoughts that I had as a mother. And I was just wondering if you would be willing to share something about what was moving in your heart as you... Yeah entrusted your sons to a, a life of service in the military? Well, that's a very good question because uh, my oldest son, Trevor, chose the path of the Naval Academy. And so it was just a very few weeks after his graduation day that he went down and became um, orientated to that very rigorous culture of the Naval Academy. And so we went there during parents' uh, week and, and sort of saw him being processed through that experience and certainly uh, lots of tears, I think, on my part and his part. Uh, I think he sort of was in culture shock at first, but um, and then we just had such limited contact with him that it was always a worry how he was doing, and yet I knew the strength of his character and the depth of his faith would help him to be able to, to adapt and adjust to, to that experience. It's kind of a real experience of the truth that our children are not our own, isn't it? Yes, yes. And sometimes uh, we're selfish in that way. That, um, And I still, you know, my children are 39, 37, and 32, and I still feel very much like I want to mother them more <laughs> than maybe they need from me. <laughs> I hear you. And my children would concur. <laughs> But his, his wife is also a Naval Academy grad, and um, during his years there, he majored in math, but he specialized in explosive ordnance disposal. So he chose a very dangerous path uh, as far as careers go in, in the Navy. 
Um, his expertise led to seven deployments um, thus far, including two to the Persian Gulf, two to Iraq, two to the Western Pacific, and one to Africa. Those deployments um, were certainly a time of worry and stress and um, lots of prayers. His uh, work was dangerous. It led to three bronze stars, one with valor, numerous other service medals, but um, sometimes I didn't really want to know all that he, he was involved with because I knew um, it was very dangerous. Yeah, with a, with a, a, a job like explosive ordnance disposal, I'm sure that uh, sleep was something was often difficult for you when you have a son in that kind of right, a position. Right, exactly, because um, they send him into the most dangerous places to search for bombs and weapons um, to prevent those people uh, who are there um, trying to keep the country safe from being injured yeah. or killed. Yes, and this is your son Trevor, correct? This is Trevor, yes. And he was just recently uh, promoted or reassigned? Yes, uh, last year he was promoted to commander, but just recently he took command of the mobile dive and salvage unit in Norfolk, Virginia. And so he will serve in that job for two years. Um, so far he has completed 17 years in the Navy. Uh, he will continue, I think, until that 20-year mark and then decide uh, to transition to civilian life or to continue, depending on his um, opportunities at that time. But Trevor and his wife, Karen, like I said, are both Naval Academy grads. They didn't know each other while they were in the Naval Academy, but met some time later. <laughs> um, they have four beautiful children. And that's something that I'm in awe of, that both of them, with their rigorous responsibilities um, are also such incredible parents, so dedicated to their role as parents, um, and so, and that's not easy. Yeah, I, particularly in the military where they're, you know, reassigned, yep. you know, every, like you said, for this last assignment, he'll be there for two years. Yep. And so the, uh, the, the kids in the military families, they travel around a lot. And, uh, you know, they always have to be making new friends, and I think it's really important. The, the parents, I think, are really important, you know, as far as, you know, holding it all together, you yep. know, especially when they're going, in, going into new environments. I you was there for his change of command ceremony, which was quite a remarkable experience. And while I was there, I was witnessing the two of them sitting down at the table trying to figure out their jobs their responsibilities, and then who was going to take their children to their various activities and how they were going to um, manage all of that. And uh, needless to say, it was uh, remarkable to watch them, and they go through this every single week. Yeah. So I'm somewhat familiar with the, the Naval Academy, and I'd like to talk about your son, the commander, a little bit more, but I think we don't want to give short shrift to your other son, uh, the, the major in the Army. Right, that's Bradley. He's my second son. He's, he chose the ROTC path to become an officer. He went to school at Marquette University in Milwaukee. After um, that schooling, he went on to physical therapy school. He graduated from Baylor University in Texas. And he also had a one-year deployment. In fact, both of my sons were deployed immediately after their wedding day, and so uh, <laughs> they got married, and then um, off they went. And he was a, a year in Afghanistan. He, uh, when he returned, he was a chief of amputee physical therapy services at Walter Reed Medical Center for a number of years. 
And so ironically, while my son was in his deployments trying to keep people from being injured or killed, my other son, Brad, would be the person who would rehabilitate those who had lost a limb or had been injured in their service. And so I consider that kind of ironic and remarkable, the, the two ways, different ways that they served. But he did work with a number of amputees, inclu including a quad amputee who um, had a remarkable story to share. He also earned a Bronze Star and other service awards. Uh, and he also continues to amaze me because he went on to further his education. He recently graduated last May from the University of Maryland with a PhD and um, has now is now residing in Boston. He does research for um, the service. He's trying to find ways to optimize soldier performance and enhance their readiness. Um, he's done a lot of research that he's been able to publish articles and spoken nationally and internationally at a number of conferences. He has a wife um, who is not in the military, but is a strong supporter of his work, and they have three beautiful children. Okay, great. I have a I have a question, Valerie. Um, these two sons of yours that you just described so beautifully, um, they both, uh, you know, appear to have a heart of service. And even within their um, military service, it's like they've taken even a step further. Both of them mm -hmm. serving in a very particular way. Did you see any of that in them as boys or teenagers as they were growing up? Well, with Trevor. He had one goal, and that was to go to the Naval Academy. He did not apply to anything else. He had no plan B or C or D. That's what he wanted to do. And when you apply to the Naval Academy, you have to be thinking about that in junior high because you have to have a very rigorous uh, application. Uh, only less than 10% of the applicants get in. So he was doing things while other people might have been having more fun in high school. He was doing things to prepare his resume for that application, and he was blessed to get that um, appointment. So, yes, he had that in mind. And then I think, you know, my son Brad sort of felt like he looked up to his big brother and wanted to serve in some capacity. Their grandfather was a Korean War veteran and had um, served in some very dangerous battles. And I think he was an influence in their choices. And my husband also served in the Navy. But to the extent of what they've done, I think that's just all them. They're driven. They're, they're not necessarily, I would say, the highest academic achievers, but they're driven to accomplish things, and that's what has led them to their success. Okay, I, I think it's interesting when we have uh, young you know, people from the upper Midwest going into the Naval Academy because the sea, the oceans are so foreign to us. Right. But I, I suppose there's a certain attraction, kind of the mystery of the whole thing. Yeah, he was always the interested in the water and interested in swimming and you know he went through seal training and so he went through a lot of the things he worked with special forces obviously in his work so i think a lot of the rigor of his training uh, speaks to the strength of his you know character i guess to be able to go through all of those things and sometimes i wonder you know if internally he's been impacted by that and just doesn't show us because seven deployments that's a long time to be in um, very high stress situations and 
yet he seems to have, with the Lord's help, you know, kept his, um, used his courage and strength from the Lord to help him just be able to manage all of that. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, th- thank you, Valerie, for, for joining us today. This has been a wonderful discussion, and we certainly uh, ask all of our listeners to keep your sons and all the military uh, service personnel in their prayers uh, especially, you know, it, this is kind of a, a tough time for them, I'm sure, with the uncertainty throughout the world that we're experiencing. We appreciate your time, and we thank your sons for their service in the military. And if I could just add one thing, I guess, as far as advice to um, people who maybe don't have families in the service, or, you know, what can they do to help? I think the most important thing that I think that has helped me is when people ask about my sons, especially during deployment, but also not to forget about the siblings, the spouses, uh, the sacrifices that they make. And of course the parents um, just being able to continue to encourage them to make the choices that they make isn't always easy. And so just not re- not uh, forgetting the other family members and just praying for them and um, being grateful Thanking them, um, thanking the families, and thanking the servicemen goes a long way um, to help us get through the sacrifices. Right, and thank you. That's a great reminder. We're we're not islands unto ourselves, and everything each one of us does has an effect on other people, and, and so they're part of a family and a community, and we all support yeah. each other. Thank yeah. you so much. Again, thank you again, Valerie, for coming in today. And Dreen, you want to talk about what's coming up next? Uh, sure, coming up next... Do you have a question about the faith or anything in the world around us that's going on right now? Get those questions ready for our Straight Talk segment and later hear the inspirational stories of Rich and Mary Helen Olson. All this and more right here on Real Presence Live with my husband and me. (laughs) Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Real Presence Live, where the devil is dumb, Christ is king, and the Catholic faith is taking the place of secular living as the lifestyle of choice. Okay, we're back again live with Real Presence Live, and your hosts this morning are Jack and Doreen Canelli, and our guest uh, is, is Valerie Ritland, and we're happy to have her here today, short uh, the day after the Fourth of July, to talk to us about her sons in the uh, who are in the military. And also, I want to remind you that our Straight Talk segment is coming up in just a few minutes, and that number to call is one eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. And I'm giving that to you in advance so that you can get your questions ready. All right. Uh, Valerie, I have a question for you about um, your sons being deployed many times between the two of them. And um, I know the stress that that is on parents and siblings, like you said. Um, Can you just describe how your faith helped you through those and continues to help you through those um, difficult times as you entrust them to our Lord? Well, I grew up in a very strong Catholic family. I appreciate that. My parents were good models. Uh, we said the rosary every night. We certainly did all the very Catholic things. Um, 
I wanted to continue that within my family, so I sent my children to St. Joseph's School and and was blessed uh, some years later, unexpectedly, to serve as the principal of St. Joseph's School. It wasn't in my vision, but it was in the Lord's plan, and I was very grateful for those eight years there. So faith is very important to us. Um, it certainly was key during those times of deployments. I felt like I needed to surround myself with images of um, the Lord's presence, and so crucifixes and pictures of the Lord and Jesus and pictures of my sons, um, so that every day I would start with knowing that the Lord will get me through this and that I would always be praying um, throughout the day for them because of those reminders that I surrounded myself with. So, and I believe that their faith was very, very helpful for them in their times, challenging times. And I, and I don't want to um, be here today and not recognize uh, somebody who was special in our family, Andrew Nelson, who served in the army and was killed uh, in Afghanistan. He is my cousin's son, and my son Trevor actually escorted his body back um, from Dover, Maryland, to um, the community here. I and had the great honor of being one of Andrew's teachers in middle school, so I oh, have a very special place in my A very, heart for very him remarkable young man. Yes. And I think that why I want to mention that is that, you know, we maybe think about the ser servicemen or women during times like that, but every day they're faced with very challenges, dis challenging decisions, whether they're, they're here in the United States or abroad. And so I think we should always be mindful of the dangers that they're in and the important decisions that they have to make. But I think when Trevor escorted his body home and was here for the service, it was a time when I think all of the, the friends that he lost in his deployments were also being processed through Andrew's death because he never really had a chance. The same thing with my son Brad, who also lost some of his friends in his deployment. They never really get a chance to process that grief and so I think it was especially difficult for him because I think the faces of all of his friends were present at that time um, in Andrew's funeral. So I just want to say that our faith has certainly been so um, powerful in our being able to deal with all of those challenges. And I'm grateful that my sons and my daughter as well have, um, have used their faith uh, in that most powerful way. That's beautiful. It really is a rock that we can lean on, isn't it? Yeah. Good times and in bad. Absolutely. And you know, the other thing I do is I try to, you know, I, I have been in Bible study for many years with friends. I surround myself with good people. I know that I have grown myself. Um, I grew tremendously during my eight years as principal at St. Joe's, knowing that I had to be a model to all the families and the children's and so I think so many things in my life have helped me to t continue to deepen in my relationship with the Lord. Beautiful that you see that, too. Not, not everyone is aware of how God is working in their lives. Um, do you have any um, information or evidence of how, what the military does to support the men and women serving in their faith um, as they're um, in training or active duty? Well, I know that they, that they have chaplains, of course, and, and I know that they provide services even during their deployment. I know that my sons were able to participate in 
services and um, I think that Bible study and those kinds of options are also available to them. Depends on what their deployment work is, but sometimes they're only getting three hours of sleep and so it's nice to have those moments when they have a peaceful time to reflect on their faith um, because their jobs are occupying most of their their time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well that's good to know that there is that kind of support from the military. Um, for those who have family in the military serving right now, do you have any words of encouragement for them as a mother? Well, I just think to, you know, be proud of them. I, I guess I recently have had, because of my son's change of command and different things that have happened in our family, I, I have had conversations with people and some people have said things to me such as, oh, that's great, but I'm sure glad my son didn't make that choice or, you know, I could never have done that. And that's true. I don't think being in the service is for everyone, but I think what's most important is that we have a grateful heart for the choices that those who do make that sacrifice, uh, if they make that choice, and a great appreciation. So for families who have men and women who are serving to just encourage them, you know, if it's their passion. And I think the choice that both my sons made is based on um, something that maybe they were interested in, but I think also it was a deliberate choice to serve the Lord in this capacity, to use their strengths in a way that was serving mm -hmm. our country. But I also think and firmly believe that they are also choosing to serve the Lord this way. And that makes me very proud. So family members, you know, just... Be encouraging, be supportive, you know, send letters the old-fashioned way, um, the emails. I was very grateful that through my son's deployment, periodically we were able to Skype, which is something that people in the military many years ago didn't have that connection. So once in a while we were able to see their face and it, it um, brought us great joy and peace. But um, not to discourage those who want to go into the service because we need people to do those yeah. jobs. And I, I'm just grateful that the Lord has given different gifts to all of us that we would choose different things that fill all the needs that we have in our, in our country. And so just to be encouraging to those who are yeah. considering making that choice. Because I think a lot of people, you know, would prefer that their sons or daughters are doctors or lawyers or, you know, businessmen making lots of money. Um, but... This is a need in our country, and so encourage what their passion is. Yeah. It's Let's interesting, the responses you mentioned about people, and I'm thinking, well, this is the same kind of responses that people get who say, my, my son is going into the priesthood or my daughter is going into religious sure. life, and it's, sure. you know, it's really a, a vocation and a commitment. And I think of the commitment when you mentioned that uh, your daughter, your your son's honeymoon basically was going into his Absolutely. active service. Like so. Really within 10 days. Yeah. So anyway, well, again, we're certainly grateful for uh, the service of your sons, and we're certainly thankful for you coming in today. Uh, Valerie, it's been a wonderful interview.